0: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law and very pleasant good morning everybody it's always good to be back with you this is the marlins rewind and last night at Lone depot park the marlins opened up a three-game weekend series against the washington nationals the lefty braxton garrett went opposite of the right-hander josiah gray and with a recap as always here is glenn geffner
1: Marlins pick up a 5-2 win tonight in game one of their three game weekend series against the Washington Nationals. So Miami now two and two on the homestand and 14 and three on the year against the Nationals. This marks just the third time in Marlins history they've beaten a single opponent at least 14 times in the season. They were 15 and four against the Mets in 2004, 14 and three against the Nats in 2008, and now 14 and three against them here in 2022 with still two head-to-head games to go. And this one did not start well for the Marlins. Top of the first Braxton Garrett on the mound on his second pitch of the night. Lane Thomas and the Nats struck first. Marlins play Thomas straight up on the infield. The 0-1 pitch to him is driven down the left field line. If it's fair it's trouble. It is a fair ball and a home run. one nothing Nationals. Lane Thomas goes deep for the 17th time this season and one batter in, the Nats are off to a quick start. For Thomas, his fifth career first inning leadoff home run, his third of this season. It came on just the second pitch of the night, and the Nats had a one-nothing lead. Now Garrett came back and struck out the next three in a row. Cesar Hernandez swinging, Joey Meneses swinging, and Luke Voigt watching a curve for strike three. And in the bottom of the first, Marlins came right back. John Birdie led off with a double against Josiah Gray. Brian Anderson then hit by a pitch, or at least Nestor Seha thought so. Looked like the ball hit off the knob of the bat and eventually the Nationals said they wanted to challenge the call, but what we believe happened is Nestor Seha told them they waited too long to try to put the challenge in. They ran out of time. So first and second, nobody out bottom of the first, down a run for the Marlins. Garrett Cooper came to the plate. Garrett Cooper stands in, drives one deep to left, way back at the wall, off the wall. Extra bases for Cooper. Birdie scores Anderson held it third it's a double for Garrett Cooper and we're tied in one. Cooper at that point was eight for twelve with three doubles against Josiah Gray and the Marlins had even the score and they had a chance for a big inning second and third nobody out but Josiah Gray got off the ropes he struck out Nick Fortes he struck out JJ Bladé, and when Brian De La Cruz grounded to third the Marlins had squandered a chance for a big first inning it was after 1, and it would stay 1-1 all the way into the sixth inning as both Garrett and Gray got on really good rolls in this game. Braxton Garrett would retire the final seven men he faced in completing six strong innings, five hits and a run. Didn't walk anybody. Struck out six, allowed just that first inning leadoff home run to Lane Thomas through 80 pitches, 62 strikes. In the bottom of the sixth, if the Marlins could push a run across, they'd put Garrett on line for the win. They got a leadoff single from Garrett Cooper off Josiah Gray still in the game. Nick Fortes then singled off the glove of the second baseman, Luis Garcia, two on, nobody out. J.J. Bladé worked a walk on a 3-2 pitch, so the bases were full for Brian De La Cruz. 1-2 to De La Cruz, it hit him! And the Marlins take a 2-1 lead. The fastball ran in at 94 and it got him in the hand. That'll score Cooper, and the Marlins take the lead in the sixth. And they still had the bases loaded with nobody out for Charles LeBlanc. On 1-1, one, one, LeBlanc lines one by the shortstop. Base hit in the left field. Fortes scores, Bladé held at third, and it's 3-1 Miami. And the Marlins still had the bases loaded, nobody out, went up step Miguel Rojas. Graves 1-0 is a bounce court shortstop. Abrams has it to second one. Back to first, close, but they get Rojas, double play in from third Lede to make it four to one. So a three-run sixth inning put the Marlins on top. That inning would be the final inning for Josiah Gray. He allowed four runs on eight hits over his six innings of work tonight. Walked one, struck out three. Did not allow a home run for the first time in 14 starts. He'd given up at least one long ball, each of his last 13 times out, the longest such streak in Major League Baseball this season, but that streak ends tonight. Did hit a batter through 92 pitches. 62 strikes, and when the starters exited this game, it was Miami 4 and the Nationals 1. Richard Blyer got the seventh. He struck out Luis Garcia for the first out. Victor Robles bounced to second for the second out, and then Blyer wrapped up a 1 2 3 inning facing Riley Adams with just a little bit of help from Mr. Gold Glove, Miguel Rojas two out space is empty for the catcher Riley Adams ground ball to the right of the shortstop backhanded to a knee by Rojas gets up throws to first and he got him to end the inning. What a play Miguel Rojas another gold glove effort. It took Roberto Ortiz a second to make the call. I wanted to wait to make sure what a play by Miggy might be his best of the year. I mentioned during the broadcast tonight that in talking to Miguel Rojas a couple of days ago, he told me he thought he made his best defensive play of the season against the Nationals a week ago tonight. On a ball into the hole to his right, he went to his knees to field it and started a 6-4-3 double play. I'll have to follow up with him, but this one might have been better than even that one as Miguel Rojas continues what has been, in our opinion, a gold glove season for him at shortstop. And we certainly hope that the managers and coaches who vote across the league we'll see it the same way. So it was Miami up four to one into the bottom half of the seventh inning. Andres Machado came on with one out. Brian Anderson had a ground ball to third. Cesar Hernandez's throw pulled Joy Manessis off the bag at first, went as an E5. Back to back walks to Garrett Cooper. Nick Fortes loaded the bases with one out in the seventh for J.J. Bladey. 2-2. That ball's in the air, left center field. Drifting back on it. call, he's under it. He will make the catch. Tagging from third, Anderson. He'll sprint home to make it five to one. So Bledeas sacrifice fly. He knocks in his ninth run of the year. And it was 5-1 Miami into the eighth inning. Richard Blier had worked to one, two, three, seven, stayed out there to begin the eighth inning with the lefty C.J. Abrams leading off, but Abrams doubled into the right field corner. At that point, Blyer pulled Wascar Brazaban came on trying to escape he got the first out Lane Thomas ground ball to short he then struck out Cesar Hernandez then a wild pitch advanced CJ Abrams to third base with two outs for Joey Manessis there's a fly ball down the right field line Andy in pursuit can't get it fair just barely extra bases for Manessis Abrams into score Manessis has a double and it's five to two. The Nationals have scored for the first time since the first batter of the game. But that's as close as the Nats would get. Luke Voigt struck out ending that eighth inning. Then Dylan Floral came on in the ninth trying to protect the three run lead. He struck out Alex Call. Luis Garcia a line drive to center for the second out. Victor Robles singled keeping the ball game alive. But with a man at first two down in the ninth the Nationals down to their final chance. Riley Adams. There's a fly ball to right coming on Anderson still coming Brian slides and he caught it to end the ball game the Marlins win five to two terrific play by Anderson taking a head away from Adams and bringing this night of baseball to a close the Marlins improved to 14 and three on the season against the Nationals scoring three in the six to snap a one one tie and they win it five to two. For the Marlins tonight, five runs, nine hits, one error, eight left. For the Nationals, two runs, eight hits, one error. They left six. Braxton Garrett, the winning pitcher, he's three and six. Six innings, five hits, one run, no walks, six strikeouts. A homer, 80 pitches, 62 strikes. Josiah Gray, the loser, he drops to seven and ten on the year. For Dylan Floro, save number six. Time of the ball game, two hours 41 minutes with the victory the Marlins 2-2 on the homestand and 14-3 on the year against the Nationals they're now 62-89 overall they improved to 31-45 here at Lone Depot Park as for the Nationals they are 52-98 and the Nationals are headed to 100 losses for what will be the fifth time in franchise history for the third time since the club moved to Washington in 2005. 52 wins 98 losses for the nationals with 12 games for them still to go there 28 and 48 on the road and they're 3 and 14 against miami marlin's pitchers struck out 10 tonight marlins and auto nation again working together this year to strike out cancer in our communities every time marlin's pitcher records a strikeout in 2022 25 dollars is donated to auto nation's drive pick initiative to support cancer research 10ks tonight that's 250 dollars for the season now, 1,330 strikeouts, $33,250 from the Marlins to Nations Drive Pink initiative.
0: All right, nice uh, night at the ballpark for the Marlins. They beat the Nationals 5-2 behind six strong innings from Braxton Garrett, who collected his third win of the season. Let's check in with the skipper Don Mattingly after the win. Well, Donnie,
1: we talked about it before the game, but, you know, Braxton coming back up, uh, just picking up where he left off. How much do you feel like, especially that first inning, you know, to give up the leadoff home run and then to bounce back and strike out the next three guys, how do you
2: feel like that speaks to the growth and maturity that he's made this season? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, obviously he kept his composure and just went back to work, just got a ball probably where he didn't want to get it uh, on, on Thomas. But, you know, again, like you said, I think it shows uh, composure and it probably does show growth from his standpoint of not getting panicked about that, just just kept making pitches.
1: I know you know Nick and, and Braxton have worked together so much this season. Where do you feel Nick has, has maybe grown the most from when he first got called back up to where he is
2: now? I think Nick's uh, I think Nick's a lot more comfortable, but I think obviously the the just the game calling and then like taking charge. I think more more and more we see him more vocal with the pitchers. He's pretty quiet. He's not really like out outgoing, at least with the pitchers early. It took him a little bit to get comfortable. It seems like he's got more and more comfortable, which is is a good thing.
0: Oh, uh, that's sixth inning game side one one, get the bases loaded, and then take advantage of the opportunities. Halo gets hit by a pitch and uh, will block, and maybe being able to drive a couple left, more
2: mm-hmm. after that. Yeah, it was good to be able to get those. You know, early on we get the one, we're second and third, nobody out, and don't score. You're like, okay, let's don't do that again. Uh, but you know, Daly gets hit, and, and like you said, you know. Chuck gets the hit, Miggy, you know, puts a ball in play, gets us a run and, you know, in a ground ball situation.
0: Was it always uh, any consideration to have Garrett go back out for the seventh
2: or was he done gonna... You know, he, his pitch count was good, but, he'd. you know, we're still in kind of the build mode for him. He's not exactly been – it's not like he's been building up in starts. So Mel didn't really want to take him to the, to the limit of his pitches. You know, he, last time he went five innings, I think, and I'm not sure how many pitches. Uh, so his pitches went up, and the, but that extra inning I think was what we, what we really liked and didn't feel like we wanted to push him. You know, to the end of his pitches,
1: Donnie, We're so used to seeing Miggy make great plays, but even that one in the seventh, I think he gets Riley Adams. Is that still one of those plays where you're like, "Wow, that's that's a great defensive play"?
2: No, that's an unbelievable defensive yeah. play. You know, and he's made a couple of those in the hole lately where he has a, He's got he's kind of turned that into a little slide move, uh, and that's what you really see the guys that have played long enough. They got throws. You know, from all different angles and there's a, you know, there's that slide step. He's kind of got a different one going up the middle. Uh, had Jimmy Rollins out in L.A. and he had the same thing. Every different play took him to a different spot. He had a different throw. Yeah. And and Miggy's kind of headed in that direction. How big for him has been to have guys like Lewin and now LeBlanc, obviously showing great things at, at first race as well. Um, yeah. Miggs is pretty he's pretty much right on. His throwing he doesn't really need much help over there. Every once in a while he's gonna throw one that, you know, you have to pick or something. But for the most part his throwing's pretty accurate. He's not like, you know, you're you're not holding your breath at all with Mig. Any ball that's hit there, you're feeling pretty good about. Andy's grabbed. Andy's sliding, grabbed the end of the game well. Yeah, with the way the end of the game's been going for us, the last few against the Cubs, it's like, you know, you don't really want to let the thing get extended because anything could happen. And uh, so it was good to see that. At first, I thought it was going to be a lot easier than that. It ended up being a tough play.
0: Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins victory over the Washington Nationals last night. The Miami Marlins now, with their victory last night, have improved to 62-89 and this season. Game two of this series comes your way tonight at 6-10 when the potential Cy Young Award winner in the National League, Sandy Alcantara, goes opposite of the veteran right-hander Eric Fetty for the Washington Nationals. We'll hit the air at 540 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network Driven